0: the nfl stands for not for long
1: upset sharga and armstead roll out walker still running out looks to the left wide open thompson
0: touchdown colin thompson with the touchdown there was nobody within 20 yards what of the catch off the bobble colin thompson scoops it up in quarter, the end zone it is caught for the touchdown the first nfl touch for colin thompson is a score what is
1: going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Colin Thompson show, brought to you by our friends over at the original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country, fudgekitchens.com. Everything we do here is brought to you by Not For Long Media. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really excited to send it over to the Ross Tucker show here in a little bit. Ross is an absolute monster in the football, sports, media, business. Um, he is doing everything. Food, drinks, and football, which is a brand that I'll be coming out with here in a little bit. Uh Ross is a stud in the business from calling games, uh, preseason games on TV, calling regular season games in college football on TV, does radio. He hosts his own show five days a week, three to five days a week. He's an absolute monster in our industry and does a great, great job as a first class product. One of the biggest sports shows in the world. So I'm so thankful for Ross's 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. We had him. He was great. Princeton grad. So he was going crazy during the Sweet 16, or I should say March Madness before the Sweet 16. So, uh, again, thank you to Ross for coming on. He's a monster in our business, and I can't thank him enough for his time. Someone I look up to, honestly. So coming to you live here in the shed, or as Dan Brown would say, the she shed behind my house. uh, This was previously a weight room, and the guy who owned the house before left the bottom of the bar but it didn't have a bar top. So we had a bar top made and we pimped this kind of shed. That's probably meant for like tractors and tools, uh, out to a bar. I had enough places to work out. Didn't want to put another weight room in here, but it has a heater behind me. Um, this is just a piece of the, of the room. Um, uh, but it's a work in progress and we have all our stuff up from over the years, my wife and I from playing sports and my, our family and our friends. And it's a cool little place that holds near and dear to our heart. So I figured I'd do the show from in here today I was getting a little creative and it's a beautiful day outside, so open the shed up and did the show from here. So, again, I, I thank Ross for coming on. I think you guys will enjoy him. But lots to talk about uh, this week on the Colin Thompson Show brought to you by our friends over at Shots and Giggles. If you're heading down to Key West and want something different you're sick of the normal deal of all these big, crazy bars, go to Shots and Giggles at your local spot. You'll sit next to a billionaire. You'll sit next to a fisherman. You'll sit next to a bartender. You'll sit next to uh, a carpenter. You'll sit next to somebody from Iowa, somebody from Pittsburgh, and someone from Hawaii. Um, and have great conversation, make great friends. They bring your own food in there and have a great time with the best bartenders and down the best owners in town and Steven and Hanya. Check them out, Shots and Giggles. You can buy their apparel online or buy it in store. Love what they got going on there, Shots and Giggles KW. Okay, so lots to talk about. Obviously, the biggest news in the NFL, in my opinion, what's happening is Jalen Hurts signing his contract uh, to be a Philadelphia Eagle for the next five years in extension, Um, three years with the Eagles, started a few games his first year, but has started and played in 15 games respectively in the last two years, and he's been a monster. This is a guy who's dynamic with his arm, his mind, his feet. He's physically imposing. You saw that in the playoffs when he got his feet rolling, and he could put his body in maybe a little bit more of a risky situation. You saw him take off and do those things, but they have to protect him throughout the season, right? It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint in football. So uh, it was good to see him use his legs a little bit more, even though he didn't really have to um, in the playoffs. So, you know, first and foremost, congrats to Jalen. This is a lifetime change of money. And this is someone who I'll always get on the Eagles fans about who are against because why they draft him in the second round, why they take a quarterback when they had a franchise quarterback, uh, Is he a future stud in this league, he can't throw the deep ball. This guy has gotten better every single day, every single year. Ultimate commitment and sacrifice is what I see from afar from Jalen. I don't know Jalen, but I know some people have been around him and say the guy's an incredible human being. A guy that got benched in college after having an amazing start to his career. Gets benched for Tua. Wins a national championship, but doesn't really win it because he's not the starting quarterback. Transfers. Wins a Heisman. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud in Jalen Hurts. And honestly, uh, I'm just couldn't be happier for him, his family, life-changing money. and uh, so there's a couple of things to talk about too. Like what's the cap hit on that huge number Jalen hurts. So Howie Roseman is agent. Amazing job. In the Eagles front office, Jalen hurts cap hit in 2023, 6.15 million, 2024, 13.5 million, 2025, 21, 7 million, 2026, 31.7 million. So again, this is a cap number that's obtainable. You can work around it compared to some of the other guys that have signed deals, where they have these massive cap hits, and you can't continue to bring talent in. So, and the cap is going up. So, it's an eagle friendly deal with Jalen still getting a ton of money. Good for him. And he's a legend already in Philly, and he's just getting started. So, this is a guy, too, that's squatted 500 pounds in high school. Like, those things don't just happen by mistake. Yes, there's some genetics involved with that, but you have to work, you have to grind. And that's someone who has done it at the highest level to get better at his craft continually over time. So, huge fan of Jalen, his work ethic his ability to work on things that he believes he needs to work on every single year, they're second to none. Um, and you see that in his play. So throwing Jalen on bus one for sure. And I'm throwing everyone under the bus. that thought this guy is not a franchise quarterback because why would he not be? You're not born one, but every week, every year, every second you can achieve that goal, that mission. And Jalen's the type of guy that has that in mind all the time. It looks like, so he's, he's stoic in the best way possible. In his press conference, he's a leader. He's first class. He takes it to heart. So, Philly loves the guy. I'm a big fan of him. A great story from John Plumley, the UCF football Knights quarterback. Well, he went two for three playing baseball with a triple and two RBIs on Friday's game. Big win over Memphis in the American Athletic Conference. And then in the seventh inning, he gets pulled, folks, not because he stinks, he gets pulled because he has to go play quarterback at practice for sprint practice for your UCF nights. Unbelievable work from John Plumley. had a great year last year as a guy that transferred over from Ole Miss and he's still playing two sports at UCF. So big props to John, huge fan of what you got going on, man. Keep rocking and rolling with that. That's a great story that not a lot of people know about that they should Looking forward to on the show. Got army Navy lacrosse this weekend in Annapolis. Really looking forward to watching that tailgating for that and having that experience. Um, And then you got Army-Navy baseball, too, which has been a lot of fun. So kind of an Army-Navy weekend here in Annapolis that I'm looking forward to. So I mentioned food, drinks, football earlier in the show. It's a brand that I'm starting. You guys can stay tuned to it. Uh, Obviously, we'll have the Sam Boners, which is a whole other football thing. But food, drinks, football, you can expect me cooking, me featuring bars and restaurants. um, Just a little bit more of a side of what I'm passionate about, uh, aligning what we do here at Not For Long Media. Again, going to a game this year, guys. Seek Geek promo code Colin Thompson. C O L I N T H O M P S O N. Seat Geek, check out our friends over there. Uh, Twenty bucks off your tickets, fifty dollars or more. Can't beat it. You can't beat that. Again, use our promo code Colin Thompson. Promo code Colin. C O L I N. Som sleep. Check them out. The best sleep product to put you sleep, keep you asleep, and get you up and kick ass the next day. Promo code Colin. Actions over words actually love what they do. So philanthropic and they're a great, great message and actions over words. And then lastly, guys on this show, the bar of the week brought to you by our friends over at the original Fudge Kitchen. The bar of the week on this show this week, the Colin Thompson show, excuse me, guys, the bar of the week this week on the Colin Thompson show brought to you by the original Fudge Kitchen is the Metropolitan in Annapolis, Maryland. Went there this weekend. Awesome vibe. Rooftop bar and restaurant. There's three, four levels to the place. The the downstairs has its own bar and restaurant, which is great. And then the second and third floor have like catering areas. And then up top, there's a whole rooftop on the fourth floor, third floor. And there's a big bar. There's lounge areas. Great service. Great people. Unreal food. The gnocchi was great. The lobster special on Sunday nights was super affordable and really good. All the apps were great um, from the Brussels sprouts to everything they have going on there. So Big fan of the Metropolitan. That was our first time there. We'll definitely be back. It's not far from our house here. So, food and ambiance five. TVs a three. Service is a four. The beers and drinks were great, so give them a four as well. So, sixteen out of twenty here at the Colin Thompson Show for the Bar of the Week. One of the coolest places I think in Annapolis to go get a eat eat go get a drink and eat is the Metropolitan, uh, right on West Street. Really, really good spot. So, guys, I hope you enjoy. Uh, the interview with ross tucker he was went off and had just amazing stories from his nfl experience whether you're into sports media or nfl or not he is a super cool dad into food great vibe drinking beers having fun so that does it for me the colin thompson show not from all media thanks for following all our shows supporting me and uh, our first episode coming to you live this could be the home of the show moving forward we'll see maybe for the summertime. Appreciate you guys and enjoy Ross Tucker. All right, legend in the football and sports media industry, Ross Tucker's joined the show. Ross, how you doing, man?
0: Uh, I'm doing great. Although I don't know who this legend is that you're talking about, man. You're you're the one with that legendary hat. I'm so wow. jealous. That's such an awesome hat. And uh, I love I love not for long media. I love the name. It's way cooler than Ross Tucker media. You know, <laughs> like although I guess your show is still called the Colin Thompson Show. Yeah. What what is your um? In your logo there, what are you doing there? The Thompson T. Oh, that's – so
1: that logo, it's funny. So I haven't, scored, I haven't caught the ball many times in my life, Ross. I can catch them just slow, so I can't create separation and man-to-man coverage. Uh, so a lot of play action, the you know, normal stuff where all the fat and slow tight ends get open on. So long story short, when I was in high school at Wood and I was like a basketball player, I was catching a lot of touchdowns then. And then I, when I grew to become a football player, like a real wide tight end in college at least – I was blocking a lot. So in high school, I like caught the ball and was like, holy shit, I scored. Like almost like I can't believe it. And I, every time I've scored since, I've done it and I don't even remember doing it. So that's from me scoring in Carolina. We turned it into a neon and there's the logo.
0: That is so funny because um, when I was growing up, the Eagles had this guy named Jeff Thomason. And in like the 90s, and he would like, if he scored, he was like a second or third string tenant when he would score. He would spike the ball and then like do like a punch out on each side, like for a T, and he called it the Thomason T. Oh. So my uh my rookie year with Washington, I played a couple of games as a goal line tight end, at Arizona and against the Eagles. And I went out for a pass against the Eagles, and so like in practice that week, I'm a rookie O lineman from Princeton, but I, you know, they would throw me the ball in practice. Like they thought I was the guy that was going to be open. It was amazing. And so in practice, I would like catch it, spike it, and then do the Tucker T and like all the older guys would just laugh. They thought it was hilarious. that Like I had my, uh, I had my, my celebration planned. Dude, that would have been amazing if I caught a touchdown against the Eagles. Flip side is if I dropped it, I, I mean, I would have never heard the end of it either way, I guess unfortunately no. they got pressure off the edge i was wide open and tony banks had to like get sacked or threw it away
1: it was a tough time for me ross i was played my best football in 2020 first year in carolina second year in carolina eagles come to town of course a very highlighted thing on the on the schedule the family's coming to town i'm pretty much playing for free that week because so they'll take out some buying all the different things <laughs> and i played my worst game in the nfl and that was really hard for me to get over. And I'm completely over it now. I still talk about it and I make fun of it. I really was in my worst game ever. But when you're a tight end you and you're the third, fourth guy and you're only playing like 10, 11, 12 snaps offensively and you miss like three, four blocks on like third and short. I tried to jump set uh, Barnett on, a, on like a sell it inside zone away, pass pro. So I'm like man to man on the backside. So I'm like, I'm going to jump shut the shit out of this guy and stone him. Well, I jump set him and he swam me. I'm like, dude, it's second and two. Like, come on. Like, you know, we're running the ball. We didn't, of course. And then Sam rolls out and runs for like 15 yards. And I smoke Alex Singleton. And it's like this cool picture, but really no one knows that. Like, I just let off a huge QB pressure. But and then we ran like duo on like third and short out of like bunch. And the and uh remember uh the guy the kid out of Clemson, the kid from the Browns that came to the Eagles, Gary, uh, whatever. I mean, not Clemson, Memphis. I used to play him in college. He's a jump-around guy, and I went to jump him, too. He jumped inside TFL, so it was a rough game. Um, and of you know course, what's so funny? Yeah.
0: Worst game of my life. Worst – one of the worst moments of my life. <laughs> now it's my second year in Washington. And I should have won the starting job out of camp, but I didn't. So a second year, second game. We're playing the Eagles on Monday night. All my buddies from Redding come to the game. Mm. All of them. We're getting smoked at halftime. And the left guard's not playing great. So at halftime, they bench him to put me in. I go out there, and now we're like in pass every down mode. And the Eagles D-line is legit. So, maybe my first play or second play. Now, it might have been third and long. Darwin Walker, like, lifts me up and carries me back to the quarterback on a bull rush for a sack of Danny Werfel. Next series, I'm like, I cannot let that happen again. It's first down. So, I attack Darwin Walker, stone him, Great set. Feeling good about it. It was a TE, bro. It oh, was a sun. You got, stunt. You got It was a TE. Hugh Douglas came around. And I, I was so locked in on not getting killed by uh, Darwin Walker that I let Hugh Douglas go in for a sack. So two series, two sacks. That was first down. Then we throw a screen pass. And I'm out there. And I'm open. I'm like, I'm going to get a good block. Now, that this one, the running back could have done a better job of, like, setting me up a little bit because I'm out there in space, and the running back just cuts inside real quick. So the guy about the block makes the tackle. But he needs to get on my outside hip and set me up, but it still looks terrible. So it's my first time really playing regular season, like at, at offensive line, my second year. It's Monday Night Football. John Madden is calling the game. It's the Eagles. All my high school buddies are there. And after the game, like, I had a tough time even talking with them. I mean, I I drank a bunch. And I I thought there was a good chance I would get fired the next day. Like, I I really did. And, you know, you're 23 years old. And you never had to deal with that before. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't get fired, but I was inactive the next game. So I went from being the sixth man to inactive. And then I was inactive like the next four or five games. And I remember I was driving to Maryland for this, like polit- like the, the governor, the guy that running for governor of Maryland was a Princeton football player. And so they invite us to go. It was mainly Ravens fans up there, but they invite us to go because you know, the guy, his like campaign manager or something was a Princeton football guy from Atlantic City, actually. Uh forget what Catholic school we went to down there in AC. But he um he he's asked me to go. So I go. As we're driving, I hear on the radio the Washington Redskins have signed Trey Johnson. And my roommate and I look at each other, and he thinks it's him. And I'm like, nope, it's me. It's me. I'm getting cut tomorrow. It's definitely me. Because he was suiting up now. After I messed up, my roommate, Colin, was starting to dress for the games, even though I had totally outplayed him in the preseason. Now I'm inactive for the games. The next day, we went to IHOP. For like it was Tuesday, it was our off day. We went to IHOP for like brunch or lunch or breakfast or whatever. I get a call from seven oh three number. I li- I answer it and uh, it was my old line coach, and he said, "Tuck, um, Tuck, we here's how he said it. We signed Trey Johnson. and I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Um, we're gonna make a move today." Um, so you don't have to come to practice tomorrow because they wanted to put me down on practice squad. So I had to go on waivers for 24. He didn't even say I was cut. He didn't even say I was fired. He said, we got to make a move today, so you don't have to come to practice tomorrow. Um, So I was upset, man. I mean, I was upset. I mean, I was starting every preseason game I had just bought a Denali because my 1990 Jeep Cherokee crapped out on the way to training camp. So You're the man. I was You're like, oh, no. This is not good. So um, I talked to my agent. Long story short, um, I knew that at a minimum, the Chargers and Marty Schottenheimer, who coached my rookie, would pick me up on practice squad. I was not going to stay in Washington because I was going the wrong way. I was going to go somewhere else, like the Chargers practice squad. And then the Cowboys picked me up on waivers. So I grew up an Eagles fan, and I go from being a Redskin to a Cowboy in a day. And so I go into—I got a flight that night. I go into Redskin Park to clean out my locker. And uh, Spurrier sees me, and he goes, Cowboys, huh? I said, yeah. And he said, don't be telling them any of my secrets. And I was like, Pfft. Your secrets suck, dude. I'm going to tell them every protection you have, which is two, which suck. You have a slide all the way out to the corner and you have a mic. You, I mean, I didn't say that, but I was like, uh, yeah, whatever, bro. So I grab all the stuff in my locker and uh, the equipment guy there was so cool. He's like, look, I'll send it to you. Send it to wherever you want. He sent me my game pants. He sent me my shoulder pads. Sent me both uh, redskin helmets because we had, to, if you see behind me, I had the old school one and then like the uh, 75th anniversary like Florida State looking ones with like the arrow. He was so awesome. Sent me everything. I go to the Cowboys the next day and uh, just a couple other funny things, Colin. I dressed for the Cowboys because they, they, they claimed me on waivers because they needed me. I dressed for the Cowboys that game. That was the game Emmitt Smith broke the all-time leading rushing record. My first game, and I walked out of the tunnel. I walked from the locker room to the stadium. I just happened to be behind Emmett, and there's like 80 cameras. I was like, Holy crap, being a Cowboy is way different. Because I didn't, I, you know, I knew I wasn't thinking, like, oh, Emmett's going to break the record today. And then um, there's no state income tax in Dallas. So my checks were like $1,500 more. Huge. I was like, This is amazing. I like getting fired. And then what's really wild about that, the guy in front of me got hurt. So I started the last seven games at left guard for the Cowboys, played well, including a month after the Redskins had cut me, I started on Thanksgiving Day for the Cowboys against the Redskins. So these guys were like my boys um, a week earlier, you know, a month earlier. Now I'm out there trying to kill them on Thanksgiving Oh, and I got two bye weeks because I had already gotten the Redskins bye week and then the Cowboys bye week was later. Oh, one last story. So, you know, my buddy, my roommate I was telling you about, the other lineman, Alex Solvstead. Yep. So he's still in our apartment, you know, that we have. Pay rent. So he's starting at left guard now for the Redskins. I'm starting at left guard for the Cowboys. We're both starting on Thanksgiving. So, like, two hours before the game, I go out there for pre, pre-game warm-ups. He brings all my mail from our apartment out to me. 50-yard line. And, like, Daryl Green and, like, our longs snapper, they've been in the NFL 15 years, and they're like, I've been in the NFL for 15 15- I've never seen that before. I've never seen a mail exchange at the 50-yard line before a game. Like, he gave me my mail, and I took it into my locker. It was Unbelievable.
1: I don't even know how to unpack that because you just went for 10 minutes there. That was absolutely magical. Uh, Where direction we go, I I don't even know from here because I want to bring things up that just happened, but you can't. We got to move forward. That's a good professional. I just went up to the NFL broadcast boot camp. Yeah, how was it? I know you're alumni. Ross, it was the the most professional first-class environment I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, I... I can't imagine how great it was when you were there. I'm sure it was fantastic. And I know every year they work so hard to make it great. Essentially, folks, for those who are listening, 100 people applied. Only 25 got
0: in, Ross. It's amazing for you that you got in. Amazing. I,
1: I, and I mean that humbly. Because like, they
0: clearly also like the big name guys.
1: There's big name guys there. Jason Kelsey, Dominic Sue, Patrick Peterson, Chris Johnson, um, Lendell White. Uh, I mean, it was great. K.J. Wright was awesome. The guys were tremendous. That atmosphere was tremendous. Did I get a
0: shout-out in any way from anybody?
1: You did, multiple times. Oh! You did. uh, Jerry Manilon gave you a shout-out in his opening opening presentation, I believe, he brought you up. It was either him or one other presentation brought you up as an alumni and had success in the industry. Um, And you were one of them. Okay,
0: maybe Howie Denneroff, Westwood One?
1: Howie did. That's it. He was there. He it was unbelievable. That was my favorite part of the, the whole thing. Was first off learning from him and then calling a game on the radio. i have to call games yeah. on the radio at Temple, which was a blast. But to do it, we did a Chargers Chief game from last year with the Chargers play by play guy. So you're mic'd up, ready to rock. Denneroff's behind
0: me hammering notes down. So it was really I, so cool. I was there last year. Like I've been there <laughs> every year but two. Oh man. As a my uh, faculty member. And like giving the guys feedback, giving the guys notes, and helping them, I just wasn't able to do it this year, unfortunately. You
1: were spring breaking. I heard you. Just, I, I saw your pod a little bit today. You had a big spring break.
0: Yes, had an awesome spring break. And it's just unfortunate timing that that happened to me. My daughter's spring break was two weeks later this year for some unknown reason. Because i I love going. I think, dude i I go to that stuff just for like the food and stuff. So the, good. The food
1: was unreal. I think I had some of the best chicken parm I've ever had in my life in L.A., NFL West. Yep. Before it's so good. You, before I let you go, Ross. Okay. This summer, a lot of choices. What beers are going down the gullet this summer? And in particular, what food are you excited to make or eat now that summer is upon us?
0: Yeah, so you'll appreciate this because we have a place in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Okay. Because uh, my wife and I both separately grew up going down there. Where do you go down, Colin? Where's your family go down?
1: My, my we have a place in Cape May. My family and my, my wife and I live across the street, right next to my brother. Cape May.
0: Yep, that's amazing. So by the way, we go um we go out to eat in Cape May two or three times a summer just because it, the, there's so many cool restaurants down there. It's great. We'll we'll get together this summer. Yeah, I love Cape May. Um, love it down there. And then um, so uh, you'll appreciate this. I will definitely, my fridge will definitely have a ton of Cape May IPAs in there.
1: Brian Krill, he's our neighbor in Cape May. Great guy. He's the founder and the creator of Cape May Brew. Oh, really? Great guy.
0: Yeah, I'll have some crush in it and uh, some regular Cape May IPAs. There's just something about it when you're down there. It's like, it's awesome. They've been good to me. I've been to the brewery like three times. I enjoy it.
1: It's a good place. That's a there's a if you have everyone if you're ever, you ever want to get back into lifting hard, there's a great gym right across the street. And then also if you want to go to breakfast first, there's a little diner in the airport right there. That's great. So interesting. Good. Very good. And your planes take off and all while you're eating your pancake. It's a good spot.
0: Okay, man. That's back. awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be the key. And then um, it's funny, it's tough to get reservations in Stone Harbor. So I'm not even gonna tell you uh where I go because I don't want people to go to where I go. I don't want people, to, I don't want to give any shout outs. I've already given the one guy like three shout outs, and now it's hard to get in there. Um, I you know what I will say this we we pack lunch for the beach. I don't know what it is, bro. That ham and cheese sandwich with the Doritos or like the popcorners, it's science. But a ham and cheese sandwich is five times better on the Jersey shore than it is anywhere else in the galaxy. What is the deal with that?
1: And you go mayo, mustard?
0: Oh, no, spicy mustard for life, dude. Spicy mustard for life, yeah.
1: It's a a food group. It's a food group.
0: (laughs) I love it, man.
1: I appreciate you coming on, guys. Ross Tucker Show, check him out. He's on every single platform in the world. Has an amazing show. You do five shows a week, right?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, during the NFL season, Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily. Then I got the betting show, Even Money, which is really popular fantasy feast and a college draft, which I really enjoy off season. I only do the Ross Tucker football podcast three times a week, but that might change. You never know. So there's plenty to talk about
1: Ross Tucker. Thanks for coming on, man. See you at the shore. Of course,
0: Colin. Thank you so much for having me, man. <laughs> Coming from a time where kids think they're gangsta Talking like a dog but they're living in New Hampshire. I'm the only one